0: Welcome to Sound Body Wisdom. This is Jacqueline. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the unconscious and some of the role it plays in our day-to-day lives. You know, our unconscious is a major player in who we are and how we are. And it can be invisible to us unless we bring our awareness to it and pull glimpses of it into the space of our conscious mind. You know, we each have our own uniquely developed unconscious, and that's that's based on our life history and our experiences. And it can simultaneously be our source of comprehensive wisdom, but it can also provide some of our greatest challenges, you know. But ultimately, it can really be your most brilliant ally and incredible resource for any changes that you want to make, if you know how to work with it. So sometimes, You know, it might feel like you're searching for a light switch in a dark room, but even in these moments of uncertainty or being totally confused, this really is the space of possibility. Okay, what is this thing we call the unconscious? Well, have you ever felt anxious in a situation that logically seemed maybe perfectly fine or Have you ever had a strong reaction to a situation only to realize that you were responding maybe to a past experience and not the facts of what was happening in present time? Have you ever felt irritated with someone but there's not an obvious reason? Have you been breathing while listening right now without consciously remembering to take each breath? Have you ever woken up in the morning with a solution to an issue or something you've been struggling or puzzling with? Have you ever driven even part of the way home without even thinking about which way to go? If any of this sounds familiar, then you have experienced some of the handiwork of the unconscious. So the unconscious, it's, it's the inner realm. It's outside of our awareness and it influences most of what we think, feel, and do. Our unconscious is a vast mixed bag of content that includes habits memories, biases, and other conditioning, as well as the wealth of what we consider to be our personal wisdom. It controls automatic bodily functions without us having to think about it. It creates our belief systems, as well as the limitations that we might place upon ourselves in some aspects of our lives. It is an efficiency-based resource playing a major role in keeping us alive, but also storing and relaying information and functions to the conscious mind as needed. The unconscious also then influences the conscious mind with so much of this vast content that it has stored below the surface. So through awareness and tools, we can begin to see the role of our unconscious and how it influences us and how to make changes in the relationship that we have to it. I mean, it's clear from both science and psychology what an incredibly complex role the unconscious plays in our day-to-day life and, and function and all that we are. It's considered to be a part of the mind and it's, it's basically everything we've ever experienced or absorbed and just about anything that we're not consciously aware of, but that's running, which is really a fairly broad scope. That covers the automatic bodily functions of the autonomic nervous system, all habits we've created, automatic skills, impulses, our memories, emotions, biases, knowledge, intuition, our life conditioning, perspectives, cues we read from our environment, and so much more. It's where your mental habits exist and is the vast reservoir of experience and survival mechanisms all mixed together, guiding us through every moment. It's both crucial to our vital functions and creating our personalities. You know, whether it's chewing, breathing, the way a song makes us feel, beliefs about ourselves, or our sense of humor, how we fall in love, all are influenced by the unconscious. You know, since our first breath, the unconscious has been absorbing information to construct our reality and our sense of self. This continues throughout our lifetime. The conscious mind, in comparison to the unconscious, it has a much lower content capacity and and it acts as a mediator for the expansive data of the unconscious. And the conscious mind, it's a really strong mediator when we give it permission through strengthening its power of awareness. So through our conscious mind, we can interact with the mechanisms of the unconscious engage, moment-to-moment choice, and even dismantle some of the autopilot that we've just happened to have fallen into. So generally speaking, if we aren't conscious of something, the unconscious is calling the shots, and it, it typically does so based on what is most energy efficient, and this usually means using current default habits, patterns, or pathways. And you know what, this is awesome for certain things, because it's not physically possible for us to be consciously aware of everything because the conscious mind isn't designed to handle all that. We need our unconscious to call the shots for so many basic functions. But when it comes to more dynamic things like our emotions or subjective habits, social interactions and content, you know, our unconscious will continue to choose the most well-practiced patterns, which again, are usually the most efficient patterns to use as opposed to what might be more nourishing for us or helpful or balancing for us. So the unconscious is, I mean, it's truly magnificent and all that it manages, but it's also a bit of an impersonal contractor. You know, it can run the show while our conscious mind just coasts on autopilot and it's fully capable of continuing this throughout our lives, but it won't differentiate when a habit is no longer, or maybe ever did, support us, or if it's perhaps becoming detrimental. You actually need to use your awareness to discern this for yourself and interrupt the habit, creating opportunity for change and space for something different to happen. Basically, you need to choose to come off of autopilot. I think, in general, we can all see the potential pitfalls of this if if we don't develop a relationship with our unconscious. Too often we're directed by old perceptions and patterns informing our reactions and our relationship to life, you know, mostly without any conscious engagement and maybe only just noticing some of it with hindsight. In general, our unconscious is so efficient and good at driving this vehicle of who we are that it can even just fill in the gaps from the smallest suggestion of information, like an image, a smell, a facial expression, this can set our unconscious into building a framework based on that one single cue. And all of this can happen without you even being aware that it's happening. And yet, you then continue to use that framework that was built on partial information. It may not even be accurate or a helpful framework but it'll be the source for your response or belief or your emotions moving forward so this is how the unconscious will function unless you can catch a glimpse of what's happening and that glimpse guess where it comes from yes it comes from awareness so this is why i'm constantly going on about awareness as your superpower because it it really does offer so much developing our awareness It can help us recognize the cues that trigger unconscious, you know, quote unquote decisions, or what builds these unhelpful frameworks and what influences our lives in ways that maybe don't serve us. Our awareness shifts the relationship of unconscious to conscious. It changes that ratio. And it allows us to make new choices in any given moment. Bringing awareness to our lives and these daily cues I think it's a critical tool. So we know we need our unconscious because it isn't possible for us to be aware of all things all the time. It's it's vital for us staying alive and and so much more. And just the amount of bodily processes happening in any given moment, it'd be impossible to process consciously. So yeah, then then we throw in memories and thoughts and habits, etc. So yes, the unconscious is awesome and incredible and it's helpful. And I am simply suggesting that we learn to interact with it more, and not just by the default settings. Uh, you could think of like the iceberg metaphor, where like consciousness, our conscious mind is, is the small visible part that sticks out just above the waterline, and the unconscious is that massive entity down in the depths below. But with practice, we can lower our waterline. To reveal more of what's under the surface, thoroughly influencing our lives and our experiences, so lowering the waterline allows you to touch those things that were previously invisible, and by making them more visible or, or tangible, you can interact with them and consciously, then begin to make choices. It's incredible. We, we really are truly empowered to change this ratio of conscious to unconscious. And as we do this practice, it begins to grow exponentially, you know, because everything you bring into your conscious mind, there's still certain threads or tendrils or connections to things that are still below the surface. So you begin to sense and understand more about the unconscious simply by seeing what you've already brought up into the light, into your consciousness so far. So. Through developing our awareness and bringing our attention to the subtle details, we can find greater resource, and we can learn to engage the unconscious and not just be dominated by it. I mean, it's true. Our habits, conditioning, and patterns all reside in the unconscious, and they've been taking shape since we were born, and and perhaps even in utero. But no matter when any aspect of us developed, there is a way to develop our collaboration with this part and between our conscious and unconscious mind. It it simply takes awareness, kindness, and practice. The unconscious, it's an impartial force that can totally run the show, yeah. But when we grow our awareness, we have the power to engage it and make different choices to create different experiences. We are empowered to participate and influence through our conscious mind. You know, and this in turn affects our behavior, our inner resources, and it really, it just changes our experience of life. So let me give you an example of this in action. Let's say you have a, a tense relationship with someone where you tend to react to things they say or maybe do. If you wanna change how you react, you must first be aware in the moment that you're having a reaction. There's many ways you can work with this awareness and you know, all of them would take practice. But for this example i'm going to just try to keep it simple so your awareness in a situation like this helps to shine a light of attention on this moment and the details or the habitual triggers so taking a few breaths you would do your best to not get in that car and take that ride with the reaction you know you'd ask yourself to stay present with everything while not judging it or even yourself as negative or positive just Let go of any criticism. Simply stay with it, stay neutral as much as possible, be curious about what's happening, and notice as many qualities or details as possible. I tend to ask myself a lot of questions, and that really helps me stay in a neutral place. This level of detailed observation, it can allow you to engage a different part of your brain that actually isn't reacting but can witness objectively with more logic than emotion. This simple act of awareness, curiosity, and observation, it interrupts the usual habit. So the act of interruption alone, it helps to change that habit. But then this interruption, it can also afford the ability to do something different, to make a new choice, which means we don't just let it play out as usual. So after interrupting the usual reaction or the usual habit, And just observing what's playing out internally without getting swept up in it, we can even go a step further and then choose an entirely new behavior or a response in relation to the trigger. You know, it can be something simple like choosing to have different thoughts or maybe deciding to smile or some other physical activity or gesture, physical gesture that feels nourishing to you. Anything that contradicts the previous habitual response that is totally different from it and that can move you closer to to being empowered through your awareness. So through practice, you have the ability to empower yourself in most situations to respond differently. This might be through a physical choice or shifting the mind. Either way, it all begins with your awareness and then your curiosity and making a choice. You know, and it, it might take some improvisation. And honestly, that's, that's just part of the package with this. So truly, awareness needs to come first and, and it's what creates choice. You know, we develop our awareness to, to get to know the shape and the depth of these unconscious parts of ourselves and then take the time to care about getting to know them. Through this awareness and this growing of your understanding, you are empowered. Awareness is your superpower and your best friend. It's your greatest resource. So whatever you can do to develop your awareness is going to serve you for your lifetime. And awareness leads to choice and choice empowers us. And it's critical for changing habits. You know, we might not be able to choose everything, but what we do choose matters profoundly. And I think how we choose also matters. Caring feels essential for how you develop your awareness and discover your new choices. Often, this might mean allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, for us to soften into a place of caring and kindness for these parts of ourselves. You know, we can't control the world or what other people do, but we can choose how we respond and consequently, how we feel. All of this is possible and more. So thanks for spending this time with me. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can contact me through my website, soundbodywisdom.com. And until next time, take care.